Sports City, it's your boy Sirius back at the helm, hosting another NFL free-for-all. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with the chefs, and I definitely appreciate that. You guys know I don't do this by myself, man. You guys know I got my man with me. Villain is in the building. What's going on, Villain? How are we doing this evening, sir? It is glorious. What a day. What a week for football. The villain is in effect. The villain is happy. Villain is here. What's going on, baby? You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know, I'm feeling a little bit upset about what took place yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. I got my man Thomas in the building. Thomas, what's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening? I done took off this blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped inside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. Um, I'm sorry that you're feeling down, bro, man. I, I know you believe, man, and God's with you. They will, you know, these brothers go to church on Sundays, and I'm glad they went. Listen, I was always told somebody praying for me, man. He ain't got to scratch your head, man. Just, just talk a little bit, man. Just, just bye bye. I hope everybody's doing okay. Hope the Jordan Foundation doing okay. Hope the Simmons clan is doing all right. With my, my niece and my nephew holding it down. December still rules forever. I, I, I got a lot in the tank. Believe me, I just got out of the mobile gas station. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. yo, man. It's, it's good to hear from you, man. And you know, man, I got my Cali brother in the building. Breaking news, news. What's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening, sir? You're on mute. You're taking off mute. You Ryan, you on the face. There you go. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Maybe I thought my uh, my privileges were restri- restricted there, Barry. <laughs> hey, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, boys. Uh, we had a great slate of games, and I, I think I think some of the uh, the contenders separated themselves from some of the pretenders. Mm-hmm. I was gonna come in. I was gonna come in with you know the the music they play like at a at a funeral. But I, I don't know how you take it. So, you know what I mean? Because there was quite a few teams' spirits that literally died on Sunday and Monday. But we'll get into it. My man said, come in with the funeral music. You know what? I, I, you know, I should put you back on mute. I should put you back on mute. Coming and disrespecting me like that. But it is what it is, my guy. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to waste anybody's time, man. We had a wild, wild, wild card weekend. Um, and I kind of wanted to kind of check the temperature and see what you guys felt um, about the weekend that was. Did it live up to your billing? I know 
villain who wrote an article uh, outlining the Peacock um, subscription and things of that nature, which we'll talk to in a minute. But uh, breaking news, I'll come back to you, man, to kind of start this thing off. How did this wild card weekend fill out for you? Were you impressed? Were you were you disappointed? How did how'd you feel? I loved it, man. I thought it was great. I mean, I, and I'm sure Timeless is going to agree with this, but to me, hands down, unequivocally, the best game of the weekend was Detroit and the Rams. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of these teams showed up to play. We had so many games where it felt like one team showed up and the other team didn't. Both of these teams showed up. Both of these teams had a ton of heart. Both of these teams, you know, clawed. They both struggled at different points in the game. Uh, and and really what you saw was really superb quarterback play uh, throughout that game. Um, you know, there was, there was moments that Matt Stafford just absolutely was a superstar. And there was moments where Jerry Goff, uh, Rams fans are probably like, wait, why, why did we trade this guy again? Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was a really good it, that that game probably lived up the, to the billing the most, but I can't lie, man. I got too many cowboy friends. I am, dude. Green Bay Packer Nation, Cheeseheads. Look at, I'm a Niner fan, but listen, I'm embracing you right now because the week starts after the show. Man, they beat the brakes off. <laughs> you know what? Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Dak is not back next year. As well as he played MVP conversation, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, you know, this team is basically is, is basically at a point where <clears throat> they're gonna be start they're, they're gonna start being judged by how they do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And and listen, boys, I mean, let's keep it 100. I don't care about the 15 home victories in a row. They can't win. A, they can't win a playoff game. It don't matter if it's at home. It don't matter if it's on the road. It don't matter if it's you know in their mind. It does. It doesn't matter where the game is. They get their the brakes beat off. And mm-hmm. anybody who didn't watch the game, that's like, oh well, they only lost by 16. They were down 27 nothing at one point, and they were down 30 before essentially Lafleur and the Packers basically let up and let them yeah. score two garbage time touchdowns. That game was out of hand the entire game. But I don't want to steal all your thunder, brother. Thank you no, guys no, so much. Actually, no, actually, I, I appreciate you teeing that up for us, man. And we're going to go right back to that Packers-Cowboy recap. Thomas, I, I'll come to you, sir. Um, that game unfolded uh, Sunday afternoon before your game kicked off. I know you was glued to your seat kind of watching that, preparing for your game. But what do you think about that Cowboy-Packer game as it unfolded on Sunday afternoon? Um, as I started out the show, you know what I'm saying? I, I talked about Mr. Jordan and Mr. Simmons and their foundation and what they do on Sundays, you know. They, they praise the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I was told in a, a good movie that came out around the year 2000, it's called Any Given Sunday, where anything can happen. I'm not even going to lie to you people. I believe in karma, right? I believe in karma. What what you put out in the world gonna come back to you, right? So knowing how things went down week seventeen to us, unfortunately it had to happen to us bad, but things happen, right? But it's like okay, the get back is gonna come back, no matter how we look at it. So thinking of how the game was coming around for the, the wild card first game, you looking at it like Green Bay should be outmatched. Dallas is undefeated at home, and they should have a chip on their shoulder, whether it's you know, the history they have against the Packers trying to accomplish knocking them off or going up against the San Francisco 49ers and trying to accomplish that feat. 
been trying to catch them, you know, lacking in California. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the start that the Cowboys got off to in the middle of their own home. Like, let alone like they weren't, they didn't lose a game this year at home. They were losing almost by 30 at the half. Mm-hmm. Like, out the gate, it was that bad. So, um, now, I'm I, I kind of, I don't even want to say frustrated, but I, I kind of want to save the fire for the end of this, like, conversation. But I guess I'm going to really put the dishes out there. This is the stunning part of all of it. No matter if Dallas lost or not, the discussion now becomes they want to either get rid of McCarthy or mm-hmm. Dak. And it's mm-hmm. like, which one? Are Dallas ready? Are they ready for a rebuild? Because what quarterback do you bring in? And I heard somebody say, you're going to get a quarterback that's coming out of college right now that's not ready for the Cowboys lights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which one of them? Panic, Bo Nix. Like, and I love Michael Panics. I, I like Bo Nix. Bo Nix actually did well in Oregon and the little bit of time he spent down there in Auburn. But these guys aren't ready for Dallas right now. Like, Drake May, he's a good quarterback out of ACC, but I don't think he could come up there and lift the Cowboys and be in the middle of a NFC East team. There is no real headstrong team in that division. So it, it's going to be tough. But like I, I heard the person say and myself as well, I'm thinking they are stuck with Dak. They have to keep Dak till they see a real stud come out of college. I don't think there's a, a, a that's not even fair. That's not even fair for a college kid to come out of school and pick up where the Cowboys are leaving off right now. Three straight seasons of going twelve and whatever, twelve and five. I think. twelve and five, right? Yeah. Twelve and five, and and falling in the playoffs one way or another, and trying to accomplish that feat, and while trying to carry the last days of Jerry Jones. That's that's a lot of work for a kid to do. So, I I, I feel bad for the situation that the Cowboys are in. The Packers are playing with house money, and they hit. I, I got to give them a ton of credit. At least you guys know I'm an NFC North guy. I don't want to see the nemesis, but it's like. They, they came out there gang-busting and, and Jordan Love, I hate to say this, people in the world that may get mad at this, Jordan Love outplayed Dak Prescott. Period. I mean, honestly, Tomlish, I mean, don't, don't feel bad for stating the obvious. I mean, we all watched yeah. the game on Sunday and Jordan Love showed up and showed out. Um, And, you know, I tip my cap to him uh, for doing that because we didn't, ex- I don't say we, but a good portion of the world did not expect that, especially in his first playoff game on the road versus that particular team that was expected to do significantly well and make a run in these playoffs. Villain, I- I'll come to you, sir. Uh, your uh, nemesis, Cowboys and-, and-, and Packers game, you know, I, I guess you went to church and paid your tithes and th- did all you need to do because they came home and uh, blessed you. Talk to me about it. I mean, um, I talked to – it's so funny. The game was about to start. I called my, my older brother, who's a Cowboy fan, Taj, who's, who does the intro song with Caviar. Shout, shout out to Caviar and Taj. Go get their music. They're out there. They're streaming. Um, and he was like, don't talk to me. My boy's about to whoop them. I'll talk to you later. I didn't hear from him until a day later. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, you have to put he said there was issues like with that. my phone. He said there was issues when my, my phone was on. It was ringing. You know what I mean? So I don't – Nah, Taj, you know I'm playing. I love you, bro. I love you, bro. But listen, um, I wanted to laugh. I was I was hyped and excited. But once it got – once that pick six came up, I was like, mm-hmm. damn. Like, yeah. like I knew it was – I knew it was they, – they, they didn't – you know, when it was – they drove down the field. They got that first touchdown right off the opening kickoff. Went right down the field, 75 yards, no problem. Yep. And then they got the second touchdown. I was like, uh-oh. But when that pick six came, I was like, damn. Like, that, that being yeah. Dak. 
Yeah, and it was just like Dak falling into those old habits. The team was not prepared. That's that's McCarthy being McCarthy, and it was like, damn, like, like really, like I I knew I didn't. I thought they were going to win the game. I thought we talked about it last week that Green Bay would keep it close, but like, damn, like you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just bad, and um, you know. The defense did not show up. The defense got punched in the face for a guy like Dan Quinn, who has been on the top of mind for a lot of people, um, you know, g- getting an interview with the Seattle Seahawks. He was going to be one of the hot commodities to get back into the, the head coaching ranks. And for that kind of performance, really puts a, a stain on his reputation, on his um, candidacy, like opportunities. Um, you know, I don't ever want to hear anybody say Michael Parsons is Lawrence Taylor. Don't ever no. blaspheme me. Don't ever put let mm-hmm. that come out of your mouth mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, the Barry. Dallas Cow. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. I, go ahead. I, I got I got some for you because I want you to expand on this. Why I'm saying it during your segment, but uh, yeah, yeah. What What was your thoughts on the fact that I mean, it looked like honestly a few times like the Green Bay receivers were playing three flies up. There wasn't anybody oh, within yeah. 15 yards. Like, you were talking about bad defense. Like, it was just, like, blown assignments, like assignment after assignment, right? That's being unprepared. That's beyond blown assignments. That's being unprepared. Like, the the Packers are running it down their throats, Brian, and you're still sitting there in dime package because you have no Mm -hmm. linebackers. You got a linebacker that's 200 pounds soaking wet. You got Micah Parsons – who isn't really built to be a hand in the dirt every down player playing hand in the dirt every down. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's cute when you're doing it against the Giants and Commanders and he's getting all these pressures and he looks like an enigma, like you can't figure out. But when it's crunch time and the Packers out-schemed them with the zone read down blocking and you couldn't come up with an uh, 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 you couldn't come up with anything to combat that, that's coaching. That's coaching one on one. Like Matt Lafleur out coached and ran circles around McCarthy and Dan Quinn, and it's no questions asked. Um, that defense gets a lot of empty calories. It gets a lot of uh, uh, it eats off of these teams that just aren't good. The Giants weren't really good early in the season, getting all these pick sixes against them. But when you look at the games that they lost, when they got beat by the Bills, they got handled by the Bills, right? Mm -hmm. They got handled by the 49ers. They got beat by the Cardinals. They got beat by the These are Those were glaring losses. Like, those were losses when I was telling people – Anybody that would hear me that this defense is not as good as people think it is, but I didn't think it would like get forty eight hung up on them in the. No, it was like it it was like it was like a full on meltdown, man. Barry's right, you know, and you know the most glaring thing that really sticks out to me about you know as far as the whole do do we fire Mike McCarthy or not? Remember Marty Schottenheimer got released after going twelve and four, and the one thing that I find very interesting with this situation is when they get punched in the mouth, when Dallas comes out and you can clearly see their game plans, not going to work because Mm -hmm. LaFleur was LaFleur was the better, more prepared coach. What adjustments do they make? That's, that's what tells the creme de la creme teams. You see teams and and we're going to get to Ty's game, but you know, Detroit came out and that game could have very easily been exactly like, the Chicago are exactly like the Cowboy game. Detroit mm-hmm. came out. They were they were on fire. They were all over 
uh, all over L.A. And you know what? They made some adjustments in the third quarter, totally slowed down that offense and made it a game. Dallas looks like they are lost. When you when you scheme it up to where you're you can win, whatever that is, like we can run it. We uh, if we run a four wide package, we have an advantage. They don't know how to make adjustments. That's that's what I feel like because mm-hmm. if you watch that entire game, boys, the only time they scored essentially until the very very end is when they had short fields. Don't forget that their first touchdown came off of that huge, huge kick return where they mm-hmm. took over essentially at midfield. Don't forget, don't forget the second the second points came off of a possession where they started at midfield. And like I said, I'm not counting the last two scores. I'm just not. Like, they, they were garbage time scores. So, essentially, that vaunted offense, the number one ranked offense, as we've talked about, all they've done all year long is just beat up on bad teams. Because mm-hmm. when they played really good teams, I'm not even saying really good defenses. I'm saying when they played really good teams, they crumbled. Just, yeah, just they, plain they, and simple. They, they crumbled. They're, they don't score in the red zone. Um, it, that that killed them. They they, they have no running goals. game. They have no running game. That is a like, huge thing. Bro- yeah, me and Taz talked about it. Like they had the golden opportunity. It's serious. We talked about this. They should have gotten Derrick Henry from the Titans. I yep. I hated the move, but I was like, that is the perfect move for him because Pollard is not well, an every down back. He's they a free agent. That run game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, but it's it's a year too late because this was oh, your yeah. opportunity. The Eagles were on the down the downward spiral. The only one that you had to contend with was the 49ers. And it, it, you got gifted a game and against Detroit where you if you played them again, they would have had to come into your building and you crapped the bed and you were yeah. not prepared. How do you talk about this is the biggest game or whatever, and you're not prepared? They were not prepared yeah. and they got punched in the face serious. You know, I, it, it's funny. Hold on, it's funny because, you know, we talk about how the Dallas Cowboys were not prepared and how the Dallas Cowboys um, got out coached and, and this, that, and the third. But I, I want to flip it on its ear. Uh, Matt LaFleur knew his assignment. He knew what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And, let's not, and, 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 and let's not be funny here. The Green Bay Packers, you know, routinely have owned the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't matter where they play them. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter the circumstances. Aaron Jones seems who's to have an awesome day. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't matter who's the quarterback, but Aaron Jones and, and and this and this Green Bay Packers team seems to always own the Cowboys. They, so when this when, when when this game came up on the ledger, it didn't shock me. But to to your point, the fact that receivers were running wide open, if you can't generate a pass rush and you got you know wish.com well, quarterback cornerbacks and, and secondary, you know. They're going to run wild. I mean, they're going to run free back there, and so it, it, it baffles me that this narrative—not not from not not here on Sports City—but this narrative is being spun completely on what did the Cowboys do to lose it? The, the Cowboys lost the ball game. The the, the the stuff in the microphone and Jerry Jones is facing talking about you know coaching and personnel and players, and while the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers are not getting any type of praise because essentially they went on the road put their foot to butt and now yeah. you know so but, but, but breaking news talk to me man i it just i i really struggle with this right because we all know the most difficult position in all of sports i don't care what sport you, you can say baseball basketball whatever the most difficult position is quarterback 
and the quarterback accounts for more uh, if you want win probability than any other position. Um, listen, I hate the fact that the narrative, if you look at all the national media coverage, it's basically how the Cowboys lost the game. I watched the same game that you guys did, and I know everybody else watched the same thing. Dude, Jordan Love was under pressure constantly. That kid was was throwing off his back foot. He's on the run. That You know what? I got to tell you, and I, I know some other people here at Sports City have said it, including Timeless, but Jordan Love's got it, dude. The, the, he's got the swag. I'm telling you right now, and I, this is the analogy I like to use, boys. If you switch those two quarterbacks, Dallas wins by 30. I'm telling yeah. you, the, Dallas is the more talented team. The problem was the best player on that field that day was Jordan Love. And some of the throws he made, I'm telling you right now, 95% of the guys in the NFL cannot make that throw, including my own quarterback. I'm saying if you run down the list of some of those throws, those, you know, running to the left and throws back to the middle over a outstretched linebacker, like those throws were impressive. Now, there was plenty of throws where people were wide open, like the Musgrave touchdown, where he literally had time to like fair catch it. He's like waving it down as the ball's coming down and right, there's no right, one around. Right. But I'm saying if you watch the totality of that game, especially in the first half, Jordan Love was running for his life. It wasn't that the defense wasn't getting pressure. They have a similar problem that Philly has. The secondary, the back end, the linebackers in the secondary, I'm sorry, they're not very good. Everybody loves Deron Bland. You know what? Yeah, it's great that you had you set the record for pick sixes, but you can't you what if you don't pick it off, you you you, you let them score. I'd much rather have a guy that doesn't bite on every single double move and maybe gives up a whole lot less touchdowns because mm-hmm. right now right. Dallas, the, the, the receivers are running. I'm talking wide. wide Romeo open. Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs had himself a game. And if right. you look throughout the season, he hadn't done that boys. And the reason he hadn't is because he's the intermediate route runner. If you right. look over the middle, he absolutely destroyed Dallas. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. And, I, and I'll let you go. I'm sorry. Serious. Two I things. LaFour made it easy for love. McCarthy made it difficult for, for Prescott McCarthy all year. He took the, took the duties away. He got Kalen Moore fired and said, I'm going to p- make the play calls. I'm mm-hmm. going to take the ball out of Dak's hands. I'm going to run the ball. They threw the ball more this year and he made it worse. Right. So, but in the floor, all he did was out scheme him. He brought a receiver in motion, brought him into the slot and Dallas has trouble with that motion into the slot and can't cover it. And he just uh-huh. said, I'm going to do it to death. And Dallas didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't change, didn't game plan, didn't, didn't um, make any adjustments at halftime. And about Bland, when you're getting pressure so fast, when Micah Parsons is getting to the quarterback two, three seconds at a time, you only got one read. You know right. that slant is coming. You could undercut it, pick it off, mm-hmm. and take it to the house. When that yeah. pressure's not getting there and you got to cover for longer, he got exposed. And that's yeah. not to say that he's bad, but that's to say that Micah Parsons and 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 Lawrence and company make it so easy for all these courts. When the pressure's coming, you got one read. You got to get it out quick. And when you jump that route, you look like a hero. So 
it's scheme. It's a lot of the defense that they when they got exposed, they got exposed for their weakness. I'm tired of hearing about all the talent that Dallas has. Mm-hmm. The talent means nothing. Twelve wins against four of them against the Giants and the Commanders means nothing. Nothing. Serious. Real quick though. Real quick to add to that. The other thing I want to say is, listen, Mike McCarthy's probably going to lose his job. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would say. Here, here's something to think in retrospect. Everybody talks about Dak Prescott, right? Uh, how well he did other than in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I would I would argue Mike McCarthy might have done his best job coaching this year. I've never been high on Dak. I, I think Mike McCarthy making him look like an MVP candidate this year is is honestly a true testament. I I think that where where Dallas went wrong, whoever that is, whoever front office, Mike McCarthy, whoever had the final decision, and and really what where their demise was, it's whoever thought that Tony Pollard was an every down back. You yeah. Yeah. not having not having a legitimate hammer to run between the tackles has killed Dallas this year because the bottom line is. Dak can be good, but if you ask him to throw the ball 40 times, you're playing with fire. Plain and simple. And that is what's happening. Because when when they get ahead, when they get ahead 30, 40 points, and now they can run the ball if they want because now defenses are having to stack the box because, hey, they don't want to give up free yards. Decision-making becomes very easy for Dak and company, right? He's got one-on-one. But when you're in a tight-knit game, when you're in the playoffs – and you're playing a halfway decent team, mm-hmm. decision-making isn't easy. And you know what? I'm sorry. Dak has shown time and time again, he's going to get he's gonna get a contract extension. Like you guys said, there's nobody else out there. And I don't even know if it's possible. They, they do it in baseball. I'd be contacting, like, I'd be contacting, like, the Bears, uh, the Commanders. I'd be like, hey, uh, I'll trade you Dak right now for the number two pick. Oh, I, wow. I, I would. Sign and trade, baby. I'm telling you – I. I would rather roll with Drake May than 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 what they currently have. I'm telling you, Dak has hit his ceiling on what he's able to do, and that's not you're, to ta- be you're talking about a complete reset, Brian. If you're no, doing I'm not that- saying I'm not saying a complete reset. They have talent at wide receivers. They have talent at defense. What they need, listen, the Niners, listen, same situation. Think about this for a minute. Now they they hit on the quarterback. They just hit in the wrong round. They drafted mm-hmm. Trey Lance in the first. They draft Purdy as the last pick. But the point is, is if you look, they never rebuilt. They never got rid of Trent Williams. They never got rid of George Kittle. They never got rid of Debo Samuel. It's the same thing with Dallas. You have a complete team other than the quarterback. I think what they need to do is do whatever they can because the NFC, let's keep it 100, outside of about three teams, maybe four, is soft. It's paper. Like we Dallas got exposed, but the reality is, it is like I said, if Jordan loves on Dallas, that game they win by thirty. That was a hundred percent came down to quarterback play and the fact that Dallas can't run. They need to get a, a running back that can actually run the ball between the tackles, and they need to get a quarterback that won't implode when the game is on the line. And that's really what happens. I mean, I, every time you watch Dak in a crucial moment, it doesn't matter if it's playoffs, it doesn't matter what it is, he literally flames out. And we've seen this but, story but, too many times. But, Brian, if you really think that this loss is on Dak Prescott, then you're wrong. And I don't disagree that Dak might be a problem in the long run. Like, he's 2-5 and five in the playoffs. That's a problem. Like, so is Tony Romo. 
but that there is a lot of problems on this Cowboy well, team. I don't want to hear about the talent. I don't want to hear about the, it because that Barry. What that was talent, the score? What was that? the score when he threw? What was the score when he no, threw the I, first I, pick? No, I understand. I understand. And, they, and they went in and scored three plays later. I, I understand, and you're not wrong. But That's a huge yeah, momentum shift, and then he does the, it again. They, th- that pick happened after they that defense that's supposed to be the best defense or one of the best defenses in the league got driven right down the field, seventy five yards, huh, no huh, problem, and no I'm resistance, not, no listen, resistance. Not, and that defense had opportunities to keep that game close, and they did not do it. They I, listen the second every, half. Like, 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 think about this, Brian. The Cowboys got gifted that touchdown, their first touchdown, because that was a false start. I don't care what anybody Correct. says. I tested Correct. you, Aaron. I said that's a false start, right? So they yeah. got 27 to 7. They get the ball back in the second half. They can score again. They had all the momentum, and the defense gives up a touchdown right away. Right down the field. No adjustments. Right down the field. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, Brian. I'm not saying that Dak Press that Prescott's gonna get $60 million if he stays in, in Dallas. Is it a crime? He might Maybe. get more than that. He, yeah, he, right. Exactly. He does he's played at an MVP level all season? One game shouldn't define his status, but it, since it's such an important game, it's a playoff game. I agree with you, but to say that game is on him completely is totally wrong. I'm not. See, I'm not CD saying Lamb it's all looked on him. like he got lost in the headlights. CD Lamb looked lost. Right. Um, Mike McCarthy did not have that team prepared. Dan Quinn did not make adjustments on defense. Micah Parsons disappeared. Uh, you know, the, they have no linebackers. The first thing they should draft is a linebacker on that team. The secondary got exposed. Like, they beat up on Stephon Gilmore. To, they, there's a lot of problems on this team, and it got masked because they beat up on bad teams. That's all I got. Listen, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you about that, but what I would, what I would, what I would encourage you to do is look at Dak Prescott's MVP season and see how he performed when he played against teams like San Francisco. Absolutely. See how he performed against uh see how he performed against quality teams that made the playoffs. What I'm saying is is if you look in the brightest moment when they needed him the most outside of the Seattle game. Mm-hmm. The Seattle game is the only game I can think of in the last 2 years where they were down or where they needed him to actually step up and score, and he actually did that. Dak, unfortunately, has a propensity to turn the ball over. And here's the reality. It's just a reality. It doesn't matter how good you are in the NFL. These are all professional athletes. You could be the number one offense, or you could be the number one defense. At some point, you're going to falter. You're going to. Baltimore's offense they're going to falter at some point. You look back through the season, they had games where they scored less than 17. You yeah. you look back, you look at San Francisco's defense, top five defense. If you look back, they had games where they gave up 30 plus. My point being is you're always you're going to have you're going to have games where your team does not give its best. And in that moment, you need the uh, the other parts of that team, special teams, offense, or defense, whatever it is, to step up. And what I'm saying is Dak consistently does not do that. And I can't help but think when, you, when you're playing Green Bay, they're paying, playing with house money, they come out and score against your team, you immediately go three and out, they get the ball back, they score, then you turn the ball over. All you've done is taken the youngest team in the lead, and now they got some swag in your own building. The yeah. point being is Dallas 
not once again, you're right. Dak is not the only reason they lost, but he's a major reason they lost. Right, right. Gentlemen, I, I, I wanted to move on from, from the Dallas Cowboy Green Bay Packer game and, and talk about another um another team that seems to to, to play uh small versus big competition, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Um, people call them another fraudulent team. Um, and they limped their way to the playoffs and went up to Arrowhead. Um, and that game didn't look as close as the score would indicate. Uh, Thomas, I, I wanted to start with you, sir, um, talking about this, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins game. What essentially still stood out to you as, as you watched that frozen game unfold on, on Saturday evening on, on Peacock? Um, I'm from the New England region of the United States East Coast area, and around this time, it gets pretty cold. And um, the crazy part about this situation is those Florida boys are not ready for no cold weather. I really feel like that played a significant factor in that game. And knowing that Tua could not make those passes, that team was one-dimensional. I'm not going to say it looked like or anything. All they could do was run the ball. Tua was uh, uh, a bat out of hell, or he really couldn't make anything happen. And at this point, the Chiefs are actually making catches. They're back dangerous now. If they can complete passes and, and Mahomes ain't got to worry about nothing other than his play, they're, they're the team to beat. They're the reigning champions at this point in time. Um, it, it's a struggle situation looking at this because it's like everything that the Dolphins have done up until this point, you want to see them kind of turn this around. And Tyreek was on a record pace. He was actually trying to break the NFL receiving yard record and, you know, unfortunately fell injured the week before the last one. But I really look at the Dolphins situation. They've been injured, like, throughout this season. I want to say all throughout, but Waddle's never consistent on his field. And the worst thing about Waddle, when he came out of college, he came out injured, and he never really got that turnover to be on the field. And now you got Waddle, another speedster, on top of what Tyreek brings to the game. You're thinking that these, these guys could puzzle off, I mean, defenses because of what they did throughout the season. And then, just like you said, the big game that they come up with, they fall short. And if this defense is facing the deficit. They don't have a lockdown defense. They have great players on that defense like Howard and, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm like escape uh, Ramsey. That's the corner I'm thinking of. Like these guys on the outside, they know what time it is, but these guys are more Southern based. They're at the southernmost part of the United States, or if not, I mean, it may be Texas, but I mean the lower portion. But anyway, you, you get what I'm saying. Like them coming into below zero weather, and, and not really ready for that. They trying to get acclimated for it. Tyreek tried to come out with a t-shirt. Like, it, it, they weren't ready for it. Like, I, you could just see the way that they were not adapt or accustomed to that situation, even though that's the type of football that we grew up on. But I really – I feel like that element played a significant role in this game. Tua, Tua did not look like himself. And I know that Tua, if I put the measuring stick up, I know Tyreek sat up there and said, Tua's better than Mahomes. I don't think so. But in this game, you would want to see it being in a playoff game, and it still didn't look like that. Like he, he looked like he didn't like they needed to pull the backup in before it got as bad as that. You know, turned out being it wasn't no super blowout, but that, uh, the Dolphins looked outmatched. Yeah, you know, w- one of the things that I wanted to talk about really quickly before we we go to the rest of the chefs, um, it, it, it baffled me honestly that, uh, you know, you mentioned the defense. I want to I want to say this that they, they lost two of their outside linebackers late in late in the year, um, so I wonder how that game would have unfolded if Bradley Chubb uh, w- w- was able to play if Phillips was able to go. Um, both both men were, were were out due to injury. 
Um, obviously, Jalen Ramsey uh, was playing, but I don't think they had Xavier Howard, you know, up no. and ready to go um, on, on, on Saturday either. Um, but it, 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 I think this comes at a point in time where the Kansas City Chiefs didn't look the part. You know, they, they, they struggled with drops. They struggled with fill in the blank. Um, but w- w- what I saw on Saturday was the recipe that they used last year to, to, to catapult them into a Super Bowl. They ran the ball. Isaiah Pacheco ran like he was a man possessed. Patrick Mahomes made the smart read. He used his legs, got out. Uh, made some things happen. Um, they found another. Uh, they, they found another weapon in the rookie Rice that seemed to come into his own. They benched and didn't give a helmet to Kadarius Tony. You know, punchline. Uh, he couldn't drop anything for him. He couldn't line up in the wrong formation, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he didn't force feed the ball to to Travis Kelsey, and not to mention their defense tackled exceptionally well. One of the things I'm going to point out when we start talking about uh, the games from yesterday, both from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the the the, the missed tackles that, that, that I saw. We didn't see that from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive side. Once they hit a man, he went down. Um, and that, that tipped my cap to Spags. Um, he had that team ready to rock and roll. Uh, villain, I- I'll come to you, sir. Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins unfolded on Peacock on Sunday, Sunday e- not Sunday, but Saturday evening. How'd you feel about it? I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it on Peacock, so I had to watch the replay uh, the next day, and I got like kind of um, updates. But once I watched the game, two things. I I, I kind of agree with with TP about Kansas City because I, I, I agree with you too. I their, their defense is – this is probably the best defense that Mahomes has had um, since he's been uh, in Kansas City. Uh, it's young. It's fast. Like last year they were really young, but they got a year under their belt, so they're really talented. That You know, Chris Jones is amazing. Mm-hmm. But this offense, to me, will not be enough to win a championship. I'm still looking at an offense that's settled for four field goals, four field goals. That's a problem for me. This is an offense that this was this was a year or two ago. That was a forty burger that they put up on on the Dolphins, especially a Dolphins defense that was to your point missing Howard, missing um, their their safety, missing a bunch of linebackers. Jerome Baker and company mm-hmm. had so many injuries on that defense with Bradley Chubb, which was such an unfortunate injury. To have that defense so ravaged by injuries and you're at home and you're still settling for field goals, you can't score in the red zone. I mean, Rice had a good game, but you got you can't rely on any other receivers. I'm sorry. That offense, to me, is just not enough to get it done. When you have to face the Ravens, you have to might have to go toe-to-toe with C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't see that. I don't see it with that offense. Right. We'll see. So that's a, that's a problem for me. And then on the other side, the dolphins just, it's been almost 23 years or so. If, if it wasn't for the Cowboys on their side, the dolphins would be the longest drought. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't won a playoff game um, to a, I mean, everybody wants to kill to us. Is he the guy is, is, should he be the, that was his first playoff game. Think about that. 
That was his first playoff game. So I'm not going to sit here and kill Tua, but um, the Dolphins, they got to get healthy, but they're a, they're a flash team. When they get, when they, to, to just like the Cowboys, when you punch them in the mouth, they, they can't respond. They're, they're mm-hmm. too finesse in the playoffs. You got to be able to stop the run and run the football. They can't do that. So um, that's a problem for me with the Dolphins. So they got to retool it. But to me, I think good win by Kansas City. I think they did what they had to do at home. But I don't know if it's enough to carry them through a whole playoff run. I don't believe what everybody's saying. So here, here's why I disagree. And breaking news, I, I, I'll come to you here in a second, sir. I think that they did what they needed to do to get out the stadium with the win. Right. I, I will say this. If the Kansas City Chiefs need to put up points, and I think playing the Buffalo Bills this week, they're going to need to put up points. Yep. I think that they have enough to get it done. Ultimately, that defense kept them – from losing grip of the rope so many times this year. Like that, that defense is proven. Um, right. And again, it's going to get, it's going to get seriously tested this week playing the Buffalo bills who have seemed to caught fire and Josh Allen is, you know, doing his thing. But I do believe that as long as you've got one five and, 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 and somebody out there to throw the football to Andy Reed can scheme up something to get it, to get him over the hump. Like, Breaking news, talk to me, sir. Kansas City uh, gets a win against the Miami Dolphins. Um, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, you know, I think I think Barry and Ty have basically hit on this. I feel a little differently than they do. I mean, I think the game went exactly as I expected. couple key stats for you boys. Number one, two is 0-9, uh, going all the way back to college in games where the playing, uh, the weather is uh, 10 degrees or less. So he's not he's not a very good cold-weather quarterback as of so far in his career. Obviously, that can change, but, you know, it could it could have to do with a lot of things. But, but here's what I would say to you boys. If I told you I was going to take my 4x4 truck and I was going to race a Ferrari on the freeway, what do you guys think the percentage chance would be that I would win that race? <laughs> Not very good. Not very Not good. good. Not but good. if we take those same two vehicles, right, and now we're racing off-road, right, in rugged terrain, you know, and and uh, it's a lot of, you know, snow and sleet and probably a darn good chance I'm now going to win, right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The, 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 the Dolphin season, unfortunately, nobody wants to, to, to remember this. The Dolphins season ended two weeks ago, unfortunately, when they lost to Buffalo. They had a fourth-quarter lead. All they had to do was wrap up home field advantage. And if if the playoffs would have went through Miami, like, I feel differently about them than I do Dallas. I think they can beat good teams. I don't think, you know, they're, like Barry said, they're, they're very injured right now, number one. Number two, this team is absolutely, uh, uh, it's a track meet. So you take a track meet team, a finesse team, if you want to call it that. I think it's kind of disrespectful. Moser played for the 49ers. He can run inside. But listen, if you look at all their, their running, it's all outside zone runs. It's all to the edge. It's all trying to do misdirection. That don't work, man, when it's minus 12 degrees. The ground is frozen over. The footing's not very good. Your muscles, as you guys know, you're from cold weather. Your muscles just don't 
react the way that you're used to them reacting in that cold of weather. And I, I think it was a huge, a huge emphasis in the game that they were playing at Kansas City, not even because of the crowd noise, because of the weather. That is something that you can't get used to until you play in it. And I really think that was a deciding factor. Kansas City did what they, they had to do. But as Barry's alluded to, I have some serious concerns with Kansas City. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to – I know you said, you know, I think they'll be fine. But, like, I don't know that they can just, quote, unquote, turn it on. I don't yeah. know if other teams are going to let, you know, Rice run drag routes all game long and pick up 150 yards. And if he does – if he can't do that, you know, Mahomes has him and Kelsey and nothing else. You know, the three biggest play in the game were two runs by Patrick Mahomes and a touchdown by Ray Rice. I mean, honestly, like that fourth and four where he ran for like 30 yards to put them inside the red zone, Patrick Mahomes, that was one of the biggest offensive plays Kansas City had all day. And I understand the weather plays into that, but let's keep it 100. You're going to Buffalo. You guys just played their series. What do you think the weather's going to be like? It's going to be it ain't, cold. It, it ain't, yeah, it ain't going to be bright, sunny, and shiny and, and feel like Miami weather. I promise you that. Right. So, you know, that would be what I would say. I think Miami, keep in mind, I think, I think McDaniels has done an outstanding job with that team. I do think they need a possession receiver. I do think whether A-Chain can be that guy or not, I do. I would like to see them get a banger. To, to run between the tackles a little bit better. But that defense is so beat up, man. If you were to give them a grade, you'd have to give them incomplete. Like, yeah. literally, <laughs> we just mentioned, like, their three or four best players outside of Ramsey were not even in the game. So it's it, that's, that's part of the problem right there. But don't want to make excuses. Bottom line, Kansas City won the game. But like I said, you know, if you're running on an off-road track and it's a Lamborghini versus a truck, one might be faster than the other one, but it's not, not necessarily going to win on that surface. It was mm-hmm. kind of one of those matchups. Unfortunately, I think Miami's season was over the previous week when they allowed Buffalo to come back in the fourth quarter and beat them. Right, right. And I think it was done before that, Sirius and Bryant and, and TB, mm-hmm. uh, if he's there too. Um they had every opportunity to lock this division up. They were nine and three at one point coming out of a commander's game where they embarrassed them. They lost a close game to the Titans. They beat the Cowboys. Even to that point, they beat the Cowboys and at home and they had an opportunity to win one game to lock that division up. They went from being a two seed to being on the road in the coldest game of the year and maybe yeah. in his, one of the coldest games in history, and that's their fault. Right. The injuries the injuries is all a part of it, but when they got embarrassed by the Ravens, that game took their heart out, and, and, and it yeah. took one of their best players out. But when the Ravens, Ravens smacked them around, that was it. And mm-hmm. you had a chance at home against a division rival to lo- lock up that division, and you didn't do it. That was That's a problem. And the Dolphins that Tennessee are a loss. team – that killed that, them. That, that Tennessee loss honestly killed them. Honestly, like you that's can't a game that they well. shouldn't have lost. They but shouldn't even, have lost that game. Yeah, you I'm know, just even, saying. Even week even 17. going into Kansas City, even go, playing them overseas, they probably should have won that game. There's mm-hmm. games they don't play well against good teams. They got their one win against the Cowboys, but who are the Cowboys, right? So now you're like, 
what what is this Dolphins team? We've been talking mm-hmm. about it all year. They don't have quality wins on their schedule. They had two chances to do it, and they didn't do it against the Ravens. They didn't do it against the Bills at home. You had a home game, Sunday night, everything on the line, and you failed. Dolphins aren't real. Talk to me, breaking news. Talk to me. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I, I get what Barry's saying. That's what I'm saying. But I, like I said, for me personally – I don't put them in the same boat as the Cowboys because we've seen this song and dance from the Cowboys three years in a row, literally three years in a row. The Niners had knocked them out two years in a row in the playoffs. Every year it was like, oh, this is our year. This is our year. They went 12. They they literally, here's the, here's the funniest thing, guys, and you'll know now because I'm bringing it up right now. But if I was to ask you who's had the best record in the NFL over the course of the last three seasons, most people would not think it's Dallas, but it is. They've went 12 and 5 each of the last 3 seasons and have gotten knocked out in the first round each time. Like that's pitiful, man. That mm-hmm. is pitiful to not be able to win one home playoff game for your fans. It's pitiful. And you know what? There's some mental mistakes there and all that, but I'm saying like to Barry's point alluded to I think you have to give some grace to Miami. Young team, they had a lot of they had a lot of injuries. I'm not giving them a, a pass. I'm just saying you have to give you have to put the win into context or the loss into context. As he mentioned, to his first uh, playoff game, it's a road game against Patrick Mahomes and company, and probably like let's keep it 100, probably the the most difficult stadium to play in in Arrowhead. Like you know, people talk about Quest. Or well, now it's not Quest, but you know the old you know Seahawks Stadium. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it, it's pretty darn hard to go into Arrowhead and play, especially when it's minus four degrees. Like right. those were like about the worst conditions you could possibly have in that game. But you know what? Kudos to Kansas City; they did exactly what they needed to do. The defense showed up; they played well. But like I said, we're going to talk about some other teams, and we've already talked mm-hmm. about some teams like Dallas. There are some teams that just flat out did not show up. I, I thought Miami played hard. I really did. I thought the defense tr- you know, played hard, you know, to keep them out of the end zone, to try and get them off the field. I, I think they were just put in a really rough spot. It didn't feel like they didn't play. Now, when we get to teams like Philly, I've seen high school teams tackle better. Like, honestly, there's some, there's some teams that just flat out gave up. Like yeah. I didn't get that from from Miami, so they should have their heads up, you know. Like like you boys alluded to, it's unfortunate that you had an opportunity to host a home game. If nothing else, you know what they'll know next year. You're damn right when we want to host Kansas City at home. <laughs> so right, right. They're, they're gonna make sure they handle business next year. But you know, as far as this year is concerned, you know, kudos to Kansas City making it to the next round. And I got to tell you, boys, I I am actually super excited for that matchup because. Uh, you know, we, we've seen all the things that Josh Allen can do on his own, you know, like the, what was it like a 60 something yard run to really start to break that game open for the bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that defense for the Kansas city chiefs, no joke, man. They look really yeah. good. Yeah. Before, b- before we move on, uh, let me pay some bills. Like very quick shout out to PHI pair for sponsoring this show and the rest of the show is here on sports. City Justin network. 
This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that you'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and the rest of the shows here on Sports City Chefs, the network. Uh, check out their merchandise. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles got bumped, but I'm sure they have some Jason Kelsey stuff who announced his retirement. We'll talk, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but the Philadelphia 76ers are rolling. Baseball's about to kick back off. So shout out to the Philadelphia fan base um, and PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show. Uh, I wanted to transition uh, from from what we were just talking about as it pertains to the Kansas City Chiefs and talk about um, an, another game that kind of unfolded the way we all thought it would, and that is the Houston Texans uh, beating the brakes off the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Villain, you spoke about C.J. Stroud uh, previously, and uh, I wanted to kind of start with you, sir. Uh, C.J. Stroud and, and the Houston Texans really – put the, the 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 belt to the backside of the Cleveland Browns. Um, a lot of people are going to say they were fraudulent. They're on their fourth quarterback. Uh, Miles Garrett, defense player of the year, all, all the things. But um, D'Amico Ryans had this squad ready to play, um, and, and I couldn't be happier. Talk to me about how the Texans got it done this weekend, uh, kicking off wild card weekend for the NFL. Yeah, man, shout out to D'Amico Ryans to take that team from where they were last year. Like we said, they were they were a disgrace of an organization. They were a, a, a dumpster fire. All their stars wandered out of there, uh, like Watson, uh, Watt, uh, Hopkins, et cetera, to get from that point where, you know, they hire a coach in one year, they fire him to get to where they are right now is it's just truly remarkable. Um, CJ Stroud, offensive rookie of the year, no question about it. He just, he just looks the part, man. He he is confident. He's strong in the pocket. He makes good throws. He makes good decisions with the football. Um, and and he showed it last that 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 Saturday night. And 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 he was just, he was just on it, right? You know, the running game was solid, but he was just making throws, uh, making his receiving core look like the best receiving core in the world, right? Uh, Nico and, and, and company, um, he was amazing. The defense was flying around, but I, I, I said it on a, a show or two back a couple weeks back that, you know, the Browns were a dangerous team the way they were playing because they got one of the best defenses. The defense didn't play very well. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, bro Flacco was back and Joe Flacco was back. He was back I told to his you. Old tricks. I told you. Give I it know. time. He, he give it time. He was back to his old tricks, just making, just making silly throws. You know, in the pocket, about to get sacked, throwing it up in the air to get intercepted, throwing pick sixes, taking the team completely out of the game. Once he threw the pick sixes, I think he threw a couple of them or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, it just it it just snowballed. The, the team could not get back up, and they couldn't get back in the game. 
Um, give the Browns credit for all the injuries that they had, the players that they lost, their quarterback, their star running back, um, et cetera, a lot of offensive linemen to be at this point where they were an 11-win team in the playoffs. It was a really remarkable feat. But you could see that Joe Flacco is who he is and who he's always been. Um, when he's careless with the football, he he just tears your team down, and that's exactly what happened. Um, they yeah. just could not – they could not get off the mat when your quarterback is just giving the ball. You cannot throw those type of interceptions in a playoff game. You can't do it. You have to t- eat the sack at that point. you got to mm-hmm. take care of the football. He didn't do it. That defense was opportunistic. They took advantage. They were flying around. They were inspired at home. Um, you know, it, 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 it took off from there. So, yeah, give Houston a lot of credit. They earned that win, and they really put no doubt in, in anybody's yeah. mind that they, they can play some football. Yeah. Thomas, I, I, I'll come to you, sir. Uh, wild card weekend kicked off with, with the Texans and the Browns. Um, I, I kind of want to hear how you feel about it um, as it pertains to, you know, the Texans, you know, rookie head coach rookie quarterback uh they had to scrap and claw to get themselves into this position got some help to win the division and now they're moving on to to, to face the number one c on, on on saturday talk to me how you feel sir um there was a story that was told like a long time ago where the movie was like re-aired in the 2000s and it was called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if you've seen it, but boy, oh boy, it was being distributed to the American public this weekend. I can't believe the way the Texans came out and played. The worst part about it was the defense didn't even have to do much, and that's the one thing I wanted to see come out there and do, to see if the Texas defense could come out there in full throttle. They got those pick sixes and didn't even really need it. Like, Flocker was giving them the game, let alone the Browns. Like, I I feel bad about the Browns situation because Nick Chubb is supposed to be there, and he toured me for the second time in his career. I don't even know if he'll ever be the same again. Like, you want to see this type of running back come out there and help him. Like, they needed that running game to get Flacco started because Flacco needs time. He's slow, and he's 38 at this point in time. Like, um, him sitting back there with a revved-up team, loud environment, and on the road, I get it. The Browns are playing with house money. I feel like they're playing with house money, even though they came into that game 11-6 and six and playing good ball out of the AFC North. Um... I I don't even feel comfortable in saying this. They were outmatched up against a rookie quarterback, especially the way that CJ Stroud came in. CJ Stroud looked way better than Joe Flacco. I mean, I think he looked better. Like he like they looked like two different level of quarterbacks. You couldn't tell which one was a Super Bowl winner and which one was a rookie. The way that that game looked. So I, I feel bad for the pieces that the Browns do have. Like I I, I got to be biased. I am a, a somewhat of a. Uh, Amari Cooper fan, I'm a diehard and Joku fan. I want to see David do well, of course. If y'all don't know, I'm a diehard Hurricane fan. But other than that, it's like you just want to see a good game. And I really feel like out of all of the games, this was the blowout that startled a lot of people. And I know, if y'all know me, especially for a city, there's a city near near California. It's a valley. It gets pretty hot during the summertime. And I know a ton of people probably looked at the hype that was going to be around that team that's in the Midwest, a.k.a. The, they call it the armpit of America in Ohio. I thought that a lot of people probably thought the Browns were going to turn the corner, and I feel like Vegas pulled the, the lever on a slot machine to fetch your ching and, and popped whoever wanted to come in there and risk putting money on them because it's, it was a total outmatch. And um, I don't even know where Cleveland goes from here. I don't know where 
Cleveland felt more comfortable if Deshaun was healthy, if you know, even though he's out for the season or whatever, but to be the quarterback, the guy to see because Deshaun's on his second season ending injury. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. he come back and turn this around. They gave him two hundred plus million dollars to make this his team. And he's only been there for a year and change and really hasn't caused significant change there. While you got a young gun that to me, I'm gonna be personal, I may get some flack. I feel like CJ already got a leg up on Deshaun. Like already, Deshaun may have been a threat years ago, but he's missed the game for so many games. It's like they almost even level. Like as much as he's adapted to and get to the playoffs this first season, there's going to be a lot of teams in the AFC that come for the Browns at this point in time, knowing that they're a stout defense also. So, and the Browns have had some impressive wins this season. They just weren't ready for the lights of being in Texas to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. it, it's a tremendous turnaround for the Texans. I can't believe I'm saying this. The, the Browns have to go back to the drawing board. Um, and hopefully the offseason Nick Chubb works his tail off to get back and, and he's a running back that I do like, but he can't be the savior for their problems again. Like, they, they need help outside of that. But the defense was looking good, but not in that game. Uh, breaking news, I, I, I'm assuming to you, Thomas mentioned going back to the drawing board for the Cleveland Browns. Um, and I'm I, I, I'm going to give you that, that, that question there, but if you want to parlay that into talking about how the game unfolded, uh, from your perspective, be, be be my guess. Yeah, you know, I I think Joe Flacco is who we thought he was, man. I mean, it, it's it. Listen, everybody. I know he was four and one, right, in his five mm-hmm. starts, and everybody gets excited about that. And they all like, man, he threw thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, but you're not talking about the fact that he threw eight picks in those five games. Mm-hmm. Like that's Joe Flacco. Like he'll he'll throw a sixty five yard dot, and he'd be like, "Wow!" And then he'll overthrow the screen pass, you know, the the speed out to the running back and hit a a linebacker, you know, and 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 the guy just you know pick six. Like that's kind of who Flacco is. And and like was mentioned, I believe by Barry, the the defense just did not look like the number one defense in the NFL. And like I talked about earlier with the Cowboys, every team is going to have a game or two where you just don't perform at your best. And you know what? It's unfortunate, but the Browns picked the worst possible time to have their worst defensive performance of the year. And you know what? I do want to mention this because not a lot of people are mentioning this, especially the media. Everybody want to give you know, the Texans like a bunch of, you know, love and this and that and 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 even Stroud. Like kudos to that coaching staff. Like let's not let's not underplay the fact that their number one receiver, Tank Dell, like went out. They lost they've lost multiple weapons this year. And uh, you know, Bobby Slowick and D'Amico Ryans and that staff have done a fantastic job. And you know, it's funny because I, I actually a little bit, guys, bought into the narrative when I was doing my 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 scouting reports when 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 I was looking at the games from you know evaluating you know uh, Stroud and Young Bryce Young as they were coming out I I had I had Stroud a little higher Stroud a little higher and the more and more I looked at it I was like you know maybe Bryce Young is a little bit better so I ended up flipping it I you know I just didn't have the courage to keep it like that. And you know what's funny? I feel like I feel like Stroud basically was handcuffed at Ohio State. Because the one game that Stroud got to be Stroud 
was in the national championship game versus Georgia. And I and you can't watch that game without dropping your jaw. The the plays that he makes in that game, both with his legs and everybody said he was a statue, like you know, like uh uh Tom Brady or Drew Bledsoe, he that he is not that guy. The, the man can move. And you know what? I'm just going to say this. It, division rival, but it's a little unfortunate how Stroud, how good Stroud has been. Because for the first 12 weeks, he was an MVP candidate and then got injured. He very well could have been an MVP candidate at the end of the year if he hadn't got injured. But Puka Nakua set an all-time rookie record in receptions and touchdowns. And this guy is still going to win rookie of the year even though Nakua went over, you know, 1,400 receiving yards, which is absolutely incredible. And in the playoff game, had 181 receiving yards. We'll probably, honestly, not even get one first place vote, I would think. Stroud has been that good. And I only mentioned the other gentleman because he deserves any other year. I think he's, he's a runaway favorite for Rookie of the Year, but Stroud has just been that unbelievable. I think next year it, it, it might – it will not be – it will not be un- unusual or un- unheard of, or people will not question. I think the the level he's playing at right now, I think you could you could make an argument that he's a top ten quarterback. He, yeah, he I, is. I, he has just elevated everyone around him. I mean, you think about what that boys think about. Listen, I'm I'm gonna name these names off to you. Here's his wide receiving core: Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, a, a guy that's been thrown off two of the last three teams he's been on, Noah Brown. And at this point, Brown is out. So now we're down to Michi. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you put in there, man. They just produce Dustin over Schultz. and over. And, oh, and yeah, and, and Schultz, the tight end. Thank you. But my point mm-hmm. being is, tell me one of those guys I just named to you that would start for any other playoff team. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you could. I mean, I'm just being honest. That's not disrespectful to those guys. But – the, the real key to this cog, to this offense, the offensive line has done a good job, but the coordinator and the and the QB have been lights out. And I'm telling you right now, if they play like they just played against Cleveland, it ain't going to matter who they play. It ain't going to matter. It's going to be an interesting game looking at this, this, this Houston Texans team uh, going up to Baltimore to play them. And we'll, 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 we'll break down that particular game on next week's show. Um, but we have reached a time where I, I, I wanted to kind of let the cat out the bag um, and, and break down this Detroit Lions versus L.A. Rams matchup. Um, you mentioned Puka Nakua uh, potentially, you know, being the rookie of the year. I, I, I said in, 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 the, in the chat that I, I would give it to him. This That's no disrespect to C.J. Stroud, uh, but that man – is 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 a man possessed, if you will. But looking at what Puka Nakua was able to accomplish um, as a rookie, and again, I don't need to go through the stats, Mister Hughes. You you just laid it out there. But Thomas, I, I I I'm I'm gonna give you the ball, so I'm gonna let you run with it. Uh, your Detroit Lions got a got got, got a close one, uh, and and advanced. Uh, tell me how you felt about it. Obviously, you're excited, but. If, if, if you can lay your emotion aside for a second and just break down the X's and O's and, you know, tell me how you felt that that, that kind of played out. Uh, we could talk about the excitement stuff um, as we go through my man. But Thomas, the floor is yours. Talk to me, sir. 
Um, I'm gonna do this as simple as I possibly can. Um, the the first thing that I look at the other side of the ball with the Rams is something I, they say you get what you ask for. And um, for years, if you know me personally or being in this kitchen, I've I've always stated for us to win, it may hurt people around me, but we're gonna have to get rid of Stafford. We're gonna have to get rid of Stafford. And it's like looking down the barrel of a gun at the time when the heat is on, it's on. And it's like, you know, hearing all throughout the week, oh, this is the worst nightmare for the Lions that they playing and that the guy that built Ford Field and so on and so forth. And he left in his first season out, he gets a championship in Los Angeles. What's the what would be the most Detroit thing is if they lost to Stafford, they probably like crumble. It's like hearing all of that. But in my mind, I, I got the mind frame of just like we gotta go out there and play our game. You, and that's that's exactly what they did. They went out there, played their game, and uh, you know, came out blazing guns. But the one thing was like I wasn't worried about what we could do offensively because that's what got us here. Our offense has been strong enough to get us to the postseason. It's like what can the defense do? Because that's been the Achilles' heel of question. If we had any piece of the defense playing strong, I feel like we could we could go to war with anybody with extreme confidence. But that's still the the one thing that we got to think about every game is how we stop this, how we stop that. And Stafford, once he got comfortable. We couldn't stop what he was doing throwing the ball unless he made an error, whether he tripped over his own feet or, you know, didn't see anybody, nobody's available for him, and then his left on him, and then uh, Hutchinson gets a sack just by touching him with his, his hand. Like, we, we didn't really earn too much on the defense, but at the all, you know, the end-all situation, Detroit did just enough to pull that game out. Um, Puga Nakua couldn't be stopped the way that he was playing ball. I, it was frustrating me because uh, Cam Sutton was having a tough time even trying to, you know, get back. And that's a tough assignment that, you know, the, the years that he's putting as a vet being Sutton and Puka being a young guy trying to prove himself and, and as a, a threat across the league himself as a, a, a top-notch rookie in the offensive game. Um, it's not too much that they get to go off for, especially them being a NFC West team and we didn't get to play any NFC West teams yet this season. So um, I, I give the Lions defense a ton of credit for being able to pull this off. But it was something said that Puka would have, you know, ran away with it with the offensive rookie of the year. Um, if Detroit didn't have so many pieces on the field, Sam LaPorta just broke NFL records with an S. And and Jameer Gibbs was sharing the ball with David Montgomery. Both of these guys basically had a thousand yards. Gibbs missed it by like forty yards and missed like two or three games. Like that this guy is stunning when he has the ball out there in the open. So there's a lot of damage that the Lions could have done. I, the one thing that does question me is how Ben Johnson let up off the gas. I'm like, if Stafford is out there knowing that he's going to have a chip on his shoulder to make it happen in Detroit, we got to put up just as many points as they are when they get on the field and turn back around and do the same thing. But Detroit held on with 24 points to pull that off at home. I don't think it's going to be that safe to have that type of point total going up in the future. But just the fact that they were able to get a stop on the last drive that everybody's you know, speaking about the the flag, the no call flag of Puka being interfered with or pulled, it, 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 the Lions finally survived a, a game where a play went our way. I can think about years on end on how many games went uh, the other way for the Lions. Something crazy. I can remember goal to take in tackled at the goal line, and they saying the game was over because they did a runoff because they made a mistake calling that touchdown. Like so many different. Even in this game, they called. Ball start and one of the linebackers for the Rams went offsides. It's like okay, so then if that happens, this happens. No tip for tap. We got to do what we got to do at the end of the day. Even though we're fortunate to pull that out, it's like finally in three decades 
a car goes our way and the world still goes crazy. They still have to play perfect football. No. I was taught two words for the past 10 years. One prior. Yeah, yeah. Um, breaking news, I, I'll come to you, sir. You kind of alluded to it uh, when you were talking about uh, C.J. Stroud, but Puka Nakua, uh, a division rival of yours, kind of put on a show um, in his playoff debut. Uh, the Lions found a way to get a win um, versus all odds, if you will. I don't say all odds, but against some odds, I, I for one picked the Rams to win this ball game. And I, I'll talk about my reasoning here in a minute. But the Lions got it done, man. Talk to me, man. Yeah, I, I think hands down, not just because of the score, but I think hands down, this was the best game um, of the weekend, uh, and, and including Monday because it was a holiday. But this was the best game. I think both of these teams showed up. I think both of these teams played hard. Uh, and it was uh, very much a back and forth contest. You know, it was ironic to see, you know, I don't know what his receiving total was. I think he had like five or six catches for like 85 yards. Reynolds, him him and Goff are are former Rams. They were basically the entire offense in the first first quarter. It it was just Reynolds. Wherever he went, that's where the ball was going. And I really feel like that opened things up for St. Brown because they oftentimes, and I'm sure Ty will agree with this, they oftentimes try to force feed St. Brown, even if he's doubled or tripled. I really feel like Reynolds had a big part in that pass attack really working because Goff didn't just hone in immediately on Brown. Uh, Reynolds did his thing in the first quarter. Um, Two biggest things in that game for me, um, you know, Ty's mentioned the calls and this and that. Listen, every team gets a couple calls their way, a couple calls that go against them. But to me, the two biggest things in the game, there was multiple times that the Rams had the ball inside the 20 in the second half, and they couldn't they couldn't punch it in. So kudos to yeah. the defense. And, uh-huh. and by far, by far, the best drive of the entire weekend, everybody likes opening drives. Call me a uh, call me a, a sucker for game ending drives. There was four minutes and change. They're only up by one score, and Dow uh, and excuse me, and Detroit basically clears the clock out. You know, mm-hmm. getting two first downs uh, and just playing hard, man. And you know what? Uh, kudos to them. That's that's what you want to do. You don't. You know, there are so many coaches in the league that literally you know, uh, get, get, get social anxiety disorder and, and, and literally, you know, they, 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 they clam up and they, you know, run a fullback dive directly into the back of their center three plays so they can run uh, two minutes off and then just play defense. Uh, I mean, this, this team was throwing the ball. At, well, I mean, I'm sure Ty knows, but I want to say there was at one point, there was a first down they picked up. It was like third and eight. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody there wasn't anybody in that building that thought they were going to throw the ball in third and eight on their own side of the field. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, you know what, that, that is literally what Campbell has done all year long. Uh, he, he went for it and they picked it up and it, it that that's why they're where they're at now. So to me, that was the biggest thing of the game is the biggest takeaway is Detroit. Uh, Detroit has a little bit of a gambler mentality, like their coach. Uh, and they're they're not they're they're fearless. They really are. They they played a hell of a game. Stafford threw for 370 yards. I mean, we'll save it for next week. I'm a little concerned about 
that Detroit secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, little concerned. So we'll see how things go. But you got to give them their kudos, man. You know, it's been 30 years since they won a playoff game, especially a home playoff game, and they earned every bit of that, man. They yeah. earned it. That was the the hardest-fought victory the, the entire weekend. Uh, both of those teams honestly deserve to win. But like I said, that last four-minute stretch was the best football that I've seen all weekend. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, and uh, Barry, I, I'll come to you here in a second. That's the reason why, breaking news, that I, I picked the Rams to win this ball game. If you look at the Detroit Lions secondary, they have been getting shredded like nobody's business. Like, no disrespect to their offense. Their, their offense is able to go up and down the field. You know, the, the, there's a meme that's going around where, you know, Dan Campbell has his genitals in a, in a wheelbarrow and he's rolling it down the field because that's how he plays and that's how he coaches. And again, mm-hmm. hats off. Hats off to him, but at the end of the day, you got to stop somebody. And when you got a Puka Nakua who arguably has a case to be rookie of the year, when you got a uh, Cooper Cup whose resume need no endorsement from anybody here, um, that office is going to be able to move the football. Um, and so for, for those reasons, I, I thought that the LA Rams would, would, would get the win. I'm not going to say him, you know, talk about officiating because I honestly. I'm, I'm over that, you know. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the, the the simple fact that one player got got this and one player got that. I, I'm not going to talk about that. But you hit the nail on the head, uh, Brian. When you're inside the red zone and you have to settle for threes instead of scoring touchdowns um, against a team that has the ability to match you score for score or put points on your own or put, put points on you know on the board themselves, that came back to bite you in the butt. Um, yep. Again, hats off to the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's 30 years uh, since they, since they got it done. Um, I don't think um, you know a lot of people were alive when when that happened. Um, Barry Sanders was in the building. All the Detroit Lion greats, you know, Calvin Johnson was there. Um, everybody was there. But for for me, this game came down to executing or lack thereof in critical moments of that ball game. When you get inside the red zone, the, the Rams' uh, inability to put the ball in the end zone and the Detroit Lions' ability to convert key third downs um, and get off the field on key third downs ended up winning that ball game. Now, to your point, I'm not too sure that's a recipe uh, for success going forward because you got – a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin coming into your building on, on I think it's on Sunday, um, and they they can hang points on you as well. Um, but again, I tip my cap to the Detroit Lions uh, for getting it done, um, much to my chagrin because I, I lost some money on it. But villain, the villain oh, talk to me, man. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. wait. Can I have a question? No, 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 no. Villain, 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 villain talk to me, man. Villain talk to me, man. Yeah, man. You know, look, the, Detroit look, Lions, the, the Detroit Lions got the win, sir. Give me how you feel about it. No, no, no. no. no wait, wait, wait. Ty, Ty had a question. Hold on, hold on. Real quick. <laughs> you this, are this, the this, villain. This, this is a little <laughs> – wait, wait. I'll, I'll let you go, Barry. I'm going to put a little season on play. I'm going to do this quick, probably within 10 seconds. Since they are missing – I mean, they're missing the opportunities in the red zone. They mm-hmm. got three field goals, nine points in the red zone. And everybody's talking about Puka, the offense. How about Matt Stafford not scoring the ball? This is what I've been living with while he was in Detroit. 
they kick the ball a lot with field goals not getting touchdowns. You know how many I field mean, goals? Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Now, now, I'm, now I'm regretting letting him go because he's stealing hold my on. thunder. Right? Right? That was a long 10 seconds. <laughs> he he literally he literally went in my head and took my points right out of my head. I love timeless. He That's what right Thomas does, took, man. That's what Thomas he, does. He, like he is so right because mm-hmm. it's it was such an even matchup, right? Um, and the score bared that out, right? Um, you know, you're looking at the teams on third down. They were both three for nine on third down. They both made a, a four uh, fourth down play. Um, the yardage was pretty even. Uh, you know, Matt Safford had more passing yards, you know, more total yards for the Lions. But when you looked at th- red zone efficiently, efficiency, the Lions scored three touchdowns. The the Rams didn't. They were 0 for 3. The Ram- the Lions were 3 for 3. And that's where the it, that's where the game kind of got swung. It, obviously, yep. being at home, um, give the Rams credit. The Rams – they were what three and six at one point this year, Brian. Like they were mm-hmm. dead in the water. They looked completely lost. They reeled off some wins to get to ten wins and get into the playoffs. But you know they ran into a buzzsaw at home, a team that wanted it, a city that needed it. Jared Goff wanted to get this game to you know because everybody talks about Matt Stafford leaving or you know requesting a trade and the Lions granting him the trade and saying you know it's time for us to move on out of Detroit. What about Jared Goff, who basically became the scapegoat and the right. reason why the Rams lost that playoff matchup against the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it was he, all he was the Super Bowl. Him, him being a number one overall pick and being cast aside and say, we can't win with you. You're the reason why we lost this Super Bowl to, to the to the Patriots. And, and, and he got a little bit of redemption, right? So mm-hmm. you got to give Jared Goff his due. After after the two minute warning, where I thought, you know, God, they could give this ball right back to to the Rams, not run off any clock, and, and he hit that eleven yard pass to St. Brown and put the game away. Um, give Jared Goff his flowers too, right? Yeah. So I totally agree with TP. I'll give him the floor back because it was his moment, his game. Oh, yeah. But the f- efficiency in the red zone, the Lions, they had everything going for him. I agree with you. The secondary gave up a lot of yards, but they bent and didn't break. And that was the really yeah. key. And the Lions, they just did what they had to do at home to get that win. And, and you know, give give them credit to – not a lot of credit, but, like, listen, the, the Rams could have got that field goal, but they got that holding penalty, knocked them back. They had to go mm-hmm. forward or forward down. And, and it came to Matt Stafford having to make a play, and he couldn't do it. Right, TP? Right, right, right. TP, talk to me, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I try my best not to, you know, delve into my boys because I like I'm out of my mind hype about the situation and just watching, you know, the feedback that I got. I mean, immediately after, you know, that uh, that hook route that that St. Brown ran. Once he caught the ball, I fell on the floor, and then I get a text. <laughs> from, I, I I get a text with somebody that sent me like 18 letters, and it said it's over, and I'm like. I'm trying to be calm about it. I'm like, yo, I don't want to see no penalties. I'm like, I need to see zeros because I know the history <laughs> of Motown. So I'm like, yo, listen, y'all relax. But to give Detroit credit, because I did more talking about the Rams than my boys, like, I want to apologize to Jared Goff because when he first came to the team, 
and was having his ups and downs. It was a lot of injuries, and I didn't know if he was the guy in the second year. It was bumpy to one and six start, and then he ran off to eight and got us close to a playoff. And it's like, what do we do in this year? And he, we got off to a immaculate start, knocking him up Kansas City. It's like, what do we have? What do we have? How far can we go? There's so much youth here. It's like, is it just that first game or what? And it rolled to 11 more wins. Yeah. They're having a 12-win season. That's I, I can care less if, you know, of course everybody wants to go 17 and 0. Want to have a perfect season. It, it's not guaranteed that. But um, for what Jared Goff was able to do, like, even if one of us had a phone call come to us, be like, hey, uh, Mr. Simmons, how you doing? Or Mr. Jordan, how you doing? Or Mr. Hughes, how you doing, right? Picture 65,000 people screaming two words, Jared Goff, for the next 10 minutes, and the other team just got rid of you like we don't need them. But they know they hear that. They know the reason why. Detroit, I love y'all for that, for real. And one of the unsung heroes of this game that set it up for this game and really didn't do that much damage, but did damage in the game was Amon Ross St. Brown. All of the work that he did throughout the season, just like Brian said, that first quarter, they had attention to him. They It was wide open for Reynolds. Wide yep. over it. They were tearing them up. Do you know that Goff didn't have an incomplete? The ball didn't touch the ground till the second quarter. Do you know how dangerous that is? If Goff is killing you like that, let alone the offensive line is rolling. They lucky Gibbs didn't get started. Gibbs would have got that engine rolling night night. Like that's what I'm like. Halftime and made it a game because it was like I think Ben Johnson wanted to see the response. The Rams were going to give us something. I don't know what that was because they were scoring that well. I was like, I'm, I can't believe my eyes. I feel like it's a dream. Like, I'm throwing water on my face, everything to calm down. Like, please, Todd. Like, it, it, <laughs> like, I'm like, no. No. So, but it's stunning that these guys are able to do it. I don't even want to look past Tampa Bay, even though we played them already this season, because I know they're going to come out guns and blazing. I know we got to try and deal with Evans. I, I know that's the, the receiver I worry about. I, I like him a lot. A lot. God, I respect him a hell of a lot, too, but it's like the, the chip on Baker's shoulder. What what happens at this point in time, too? There's so many factors in this game coming up that I'm concerned about that Detroit have to put their head to. But like I said, there's a chance that they could have one of the biggest games back in 30 years. They went to the NFC Championship mm. 30 years ago against my father's Redskins. I miss you, Dad, forever. But this, this time could come right back to me again, 30 years later uh, again. Whether it's see it could be at home against our rival or on the road against my big brother sitting right next to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how that game shakes out. Um, you know, we may have to jump in here in the building and talk about uh the divisional rounds uh playoff matchup because there's some matchups yeah, yeah. and we're we're, 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 gonna, we're up against the time here. Um with that being said, um I, I, I need to talk about what took place yesterday. Um, Rapid fire, it, baby. Everybody gets yeah. 30 seconds. Come on, man. We 30 gotta, seconds. Get it, 30 get it seconds. moving, chips. <laughs> 30 on, seconds, 30 chips. seconds. Let's get this rolling. You know what I'm saying? The Pittsburgh Steelers laid an egg um, in, in Buffalo <laughs> yesterday. Um, and I, I, I'm going to need a little more than 30 seconds to talk about it, so I may have to do a bigger mm. food. Um, for, for, for me, gentlemen – um, it, it came down to a couple of things. Uh, it came down to missed tackles, turnovers. missed tackles, and turnovers. You know, we had the ball in a goal-to-goal situation. Mason Rudolph threw a pick. Um, we had a couple of Bills uh, ball carriers dead to right. Josh Allen a couple times. He makes a move, gets out of there. He breaks off a 50-some-odd-yard run. Um, and, again, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and throw a hissy fit about officiating because again if we don't put ourselves in the position to, to make the officials a problem that they, they wouldn't be a problem 
I'm not gonna sit here and, and and throw a big smoke about the fact that we were, you know, down a couple linebackers. We've been down a couple linebackers all year, and it felt like. And I, I'm not gonna make that make that make, make that claim. But it came down to me, gentlemen. Um, we didn't get off the bus ready to play. We spotted them 21 points before we responded. Um, we we can't turn the ball over um, in, 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 in the red zone. And ultimately, this is the fifth loss, um, you know, and, and Mike Tomlin's uh, playoff ledger. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, a, a lot of people going to say fire Tomlin. I, I'm not going to get into that. I, I talk about that at a later mm. date. But I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to talk about how they saw this ball game. Breaking news. I, I, I'll come to you first, sir. Talk to me. <clears throat> Go ahead and start the shot clock. So, thoughts on the game. Um, obviously, unfortunately, serious. I said Buffalo was going to win, uh, mm-hmm. and they did. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm going to say some painful things that, that Steeler fans really don't want to hear with my 30 seconds. Uh, Pickens needs to go. He's soft. He's like short. Wow. Uh, y- really? Y- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harris, mm-hmm. Najee needs to go. Uh, the only guys I saw any fight from was Fairmouth and, and, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I will say the one that one play where in order to pick up the mm-hmm. first down, Fairmouth had to literally run over that DB. That was right. hilarious. Right. Literally, like, depleted that dude. Um, Steelers need to get back to playing Steeler football, man, and and and, and really get more physical. And, and this is what I was I would say. That's I'll end with this because everybody's gonna talk about the game. Uh, I, I think, you know, I said at the very beginning of the year in the late, great Kobe Bryant when he said, you guys are soft like motherfucking Charmin. Mm-hmm. I said that about mm-hmm. the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I still think it applies. I think Mike Tomlin, if not for D'Amico Ryans, nobody else outside that knows really anything about sports would agree. I think Mike Tomlin had one of his best years coaching, having to hold this shit together the, the glue, trying to make the pieces work. Like, he that that dude is an incredible coach. I, I'm just going to ca- call it what it is. He is an incredible coach. That team is a sub-500 team with 90% of the coaches in the NFL. And to take that team, a team that had Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph as your starting quarterbacks, Mitch and Trubisky. make them not only oh, – and, and Mitch Trubisky, thank you. But make them not only competitive – but a winner that 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 makes it to the playoffs, pretty incredible. So yeah. kudos to Mike Tomlin. He's not going to get any votes, but if not for D'Amico Ryan, he definitely should have. Moving on. Tom, let's talk to me. Um, I don't know how to do this, but um, Mahalia Jackson was picking. No, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna leave her alone. But look. look. <laughs> The, the crazy part about everything that happened, we we all sat here supposed to try to warn my little brother right there, Mr. Simmons. I was like, listen, y'all without TJ, it's like Harold <laughs> Melvin without the blue nose, y'all are never go platinum. Like there, there was no way I thought that that was gonna happen in Western New York without their biggest star, let alone you, you, Brian and you, series. You make at the same time. This is a team that the quarterback that was supposed to be the guy was picking. He's out. The backup. That was garbage with Trubisky. He's out. And I know him too well. I'm an NFC North guy. And he was struggling against the Lions when the Lions were having their bad seasons. And then you go to a situation with Mason Rudolph. I feel like Mason Rudolph was trying to give it all he can so he could keep a, a career somewhere else in Pittsburgh. Like, y'all already trying to sell him down the river. He's trying to save y'all mm-hmm. season. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was tough uh, to see that happen, even though 
when they scored a touchdown, I'm like, okay, well, is Pittsburgh going to get back in that game? And it was like, no. Like, once I seen Josh Allen take that run, and it really felt like mm. the Steelers didn't even want to chase him. They did not want – it was like, you're letting you're a quarterback – You Exactly. You're <laughs> out running corners. Like, corners don't want to chase you because they all that's, – that's why I felt like it gave up. That's one thing I was talking about my dad. Don't give up, bro. Don't give And literally, mm. and from the 50 – I can see if he was running from the 30 and he beat y'all to the step and it's like, okay, he gets to the pile line. From the 50 to watch him just run and everybody around you, 60, how many thousand people in Western New York going crazy, screaming they face off with snowballs? and Heck no. Hey, that's a lasting memory. Like, you got back on that bus to catch a quick plane back to Pittsburgh because it's quick. Pittsburgh ain't that far from Buffalo, but they mm-hmm. flew. Right? They didn't catch a full bus, but they had to get the Buffalo International fly. That's going to last for, for a while because, look, what happens now with Pittsburgh? Hayward's going to be gone pretty soon. Peter's going to be gone soon, like uh, probably in a five-year window. I don't know how much is left in his tank. Like, what what happens? Are y'all trying to kick Tomlin out of the city? Wait, send Tomlin to me. Like, let him run my defense. I've been having problems with my defense. Tomlin, you come over here and jumpstart this thing. We can go crazy and start rocking. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all want to get rid of this dude that is not going under 500 ever, like, like, okay, fine, fine. You're crying about losing in the playoffs. Okay. You give him some pieces, GM. Like, like y'all got to do work upstairs. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all was outmatching that Buffalo game at the end of the day, and, and Buffalo was hurt and still outmatched y'all. Like, they're missing pieces. Davis White not playing. Like, I, I, don't, I, I got you. I cook, but this, this, this is what I'm just telling you, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to get it together soon. I, I don't want to see Tom and go, but if they get rid of him, believe me, I'll be outside with a, a moving truck, you all. Like, I, I got you. Don't worry. I got some mm-hmm. people too. Helicopter ride the whole night. Right. Villain, talk to me, man. Uh, Pittsburgh laid an egg. Everybody called it but me. Um, tell me how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to win the game. You know, Pittsburgh is, like like you, like TP and, and the boys said, Tomlin's a hell of a coach. I've always said that, said that he's one of the better coaches in the league. Um, doesn't get enough credit for how this team should be rebuilding. As they hung on too long to Ben Roethlisberger. They didn't have a, a real quarterback the last two years. They should be at the bottom of the draft with the Giants picking in the top five. And Tomlin's such a damn good coach that he won't let you do it because he's going to give you a winning season. And this team should have been 12-5. and five. But let's, that's how good of a coach. This team that, that didn't look it should be 12-5. and five. That, that's how good of a coach he is, right? So, you know, I look at that game and I say, you know what, you just ran into a team that was hot. They've, they've been in playoff mode for over a month. Um, as much as people kill Josh, Josh Allen in, in company, Josh Allen played his best game of the season, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. If he plays like that, that's a team that can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, I know the Ravens are really good. I know that they have problems beating the Chiefs. But if Josh Allen plays mistake-free football, you ain't beating that Bills team. And that's a scary proposition. That secondary is playing really well. They got pressure. Um, they, got in, um, they got in Randall's face a lot. Um, they couldn't run the football really well. I mean, the Bills did a lot of good things. Their receiving core – They've turned a corner. I think they're looking good. I think now you got uh, Diggs involved, uh, the mm-hmm. tight end, the rookie. We said that this was a pretty good tight end class. I don't know who's got the better t- – I, I mean, I know who got the better tight end in Laporta in Detroit, but I, everybody thought Kincaid was a pretty damn good tight end. That Ma- McBride, so. McBride looks pretty good too in Arizona, man. Arizona, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, McBride looks really good, yeah. 
there's some really they had some really, really good, good tight, tight ends that came out of this tight out of this draft, and those two three teams got some really good. Detroit got, I think, the best tight end. I mean, Laporte is just unbelievable. But I mean, you know, you bring Kincaid across from um, Diggs that looks like a pretty good proposition. And I'm telling you, if Allen takes care of the football and still can make the plays that he can make, that's a that's a tough team to beat. You got to go into Buffalo. Um, the only time they have to travel is if they have to go into um, Baltimore. So um, it's it's a it's a really good football team. The Steelers just ran into a hot team that nobody really wants to play right now. Yeah, I mean, I can you know rest my head at night understanding the fact that you know this was a team that was put together with I love Jesus bubble tape and glue. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I felt as though we had enough pieces. Uh, to at least make this interesting and give us a shot. We cut it to seven. Um, and then, you know, our bugaboo all year kind of roses like we had with, with missed tackling and not capitalizing on mm. the moment. Um, my father and I is going to do a finger food about it um, this season later on, uh, probably, you know, end of this month. But before we get out of here, I got to talk Philadelphia Eagles. To Absolutely. Um, you know, Thank God my wife is asleep. Holy cow, uh, so, man. so all the expletives that you know she what would want to say um, is is not going to be said uh, here. But uh, Thomas, I, 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 I'm gonna give you the ball first with this one. Um, what in the world happened to the Eagles? Um, you know, the, 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 this was crazy. G- give me how you feel about it. In the same tone of voice that you just said, have what in the world? I want to use your voice, but like, I want to kind of like make like in your mind. I want you to like close your eyes and visual back to you know a movie I was raised off of. All of us pretty much. If you didn't watch it, then like, I guess get Netflix or whatever you need to do to go watch it. But um, it came out in the early '80s, and um, there was a guy, um, and they built a, a character off of him outside of this, and um, his name was Apollo Creed. And he gets into a ring with a guy named uh, Ivan Draco. And um, Ivan Draco's from Russia. <laughs> and they don't nobody know nothing about this guy. He's six foot four, look like a monster. He's looking at him like, oh my goodness. I still remember um, Paulie looking at him like, Jesus, like talking all type of stuff. And then um, they get in the ring, and I still remember the dancing that he was doing, listening to James Brown. This is how, this is Philly, you know what I mean? They walking down the ring. Living in America, they go down there, all that brand, and next thing you know, they punching. They throwing their best punch. They think they punching, and um, Tampa just looking at them like throw the punch, and then you just seen the coach over there. Both said, "Now, poof, <laughs> throw the damn down, throw the damn That's exactly what happened in the middle of Tampa Bay. They literally had. I couldn't even believe my eyes. And it feels like the same shock when everybody's watching Drago beat up on Apollo. I could not believe that this is a favorite in America. Like, they just went to the Super Bowl, and they were getting beaten like they did not go to the Super Bowl. There's so many disarrays from coaches leaving. Sirianni, with a lot of people thinking that they should let go of much, at least give him one more year. I'd be fair, but people would rather see him leave. Um, personal situation for me is like DeAndre Swift left us to go home. Where were you? You know what I'm saying? Like, the running game didn't exist. Like at all, it was it literally turned into nothing. It was Jalen uh, Hurts running running for his life, 
Uh, the AJ Brown injury, like I feel like it loomed. It's total disarray from the way that that defense was from last year. The pieces that they lost coming into this season, the way they started this season and had a good spark for being ten and one and winning tooth and nail games to running into so many buzzsaws. I really feel like, and he's here, and I'm saying it on behalf of half. When they played the Niners, I feel like that was the the nail in the coffin. Like everything was taken out of the soul in Liberty Bell City, aka the brotherly love. And, and I feel bad for Philly. And um, I really feel bad because on the same day, the Simmons family had to go through it from Aaron to, to Jess. They both, like, like he, she probably looked at him like, it can't be us. <laughs> and then it happened. I don't even know what happened that night. Did they keep a separate rooms? Like, I, yep. I don't know, man. It, 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 it had to be terrible. And I understand. <laughs> they probably had to hug each other. They, they, that probably made their relationship work. No, let me stop. Made it stronger, TP. Made it stronger. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They need each other at that point. But no. Now, it's the question on do they get a new coach like oh, Harbaugh or mm-hmm. Belichick? I don't know where Philly goes, but they, their hands are full in this, this offseason. I, I wonder what they do. Yeah, yeah, villain. I, 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 I thought the thought to you, sir. Um, you know, the silly and brotherly love that d- d- didn't show up last night in, in Florida. Talk to me about it. This can't be life. This can't be love. <laughs> I know y'all was singing that, right? That Jay Z song, right? Um, yeah. There's gotta be more. <laughs> gotta be more. <laughs> this can't be us. <laughs> well, listen. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, The Godfather 2. Okay. And uh, near the end of the movie, when 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 uh, Michael is on trial before the Senate and, you know, that his friend didn't flip on him. And, and, and then the, his lawyer, you know, says, you know, Tommy Hagan's like, this court owes an apology. It owes us an apology. Serious, you owe me an apology. I've been telling you for weeks that it is over for the Eagles. They were gonna go into Tampa Bay, run the tape Serious back, who? Serious run who? It back, run it back, and listen to the villain tell you that mm. the Eagles were gonna go into Tampa and get the doors blown off of them. Get the doors blown. Listen, I've seen it for a month and a half. There is problems in Philadelphia. There are serious problems. First of all, I want to give Tampa Bay credit because they did what they had to do. If they were a better team, they're a good team. If they were a better team, they would have hung 50 on this defense. Yeah. They had a couple drops, dog. They had drops. They had they settled for field goals. They could have really put 50 on this team. The Eagles are a mess. That something is wrong with this team. Sirianni is not safe. I don't care what anybody says because to see this team, they were what ten and one at one point. And to one. go from to go from that point to where they looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs, like they didn't belong with any of these teams in the playoffs. I'm talking about you could have talk, t- gave me the worst team in the playoffs. They did not belong in the same field with them. They were awful, and they was- don't tackle. They had no heart. They 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 you know. The cowardly lions, you know, lion with no heart, 10 men with no heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They had nothing for them. 
They 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 couldn't cover. They I'm telling you, the talent was there. This is you said that the this is the line, uh, defensive line and offensive line that got it done last year. They can't win blocks at the offensive line. They can't get off blocks on the defensive line. They couldn't tackle in the secondary. They couldn't get open with their receivers. They couldn't. They they gave Jalen Hurts nothing to work with. He's sitting in the pocket holding the football, trying to wait for somebody to get open. Nobody's open. He didn't trust mm-hmm. anybody outside of uh, Devonte. It 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 is a mess. In Philadelphia, I know the owner is looking at this and like, who the hell do I fire first? Because it is a mess out there in Philadelphia. And as a Giant fan, cry, Eagles, cry, cry, (laughs) Eagles, cry. You can't win a game because your team is trash. Uh, I don't Why know which one I liked better, the the Eagles losing or the Cowboys losing. I could, I could, I couldn't stop dancing. The, the, the ooh, I, could, I felt like Ric Flair. Woo! I couldn't woo. stop dancing. All it was, it was great, baby. Ooh, yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> oh my goodness! I couldn't Brian. hold these alligators down, Brian. I couldn't hold them down. <laughs> woo! Brian, talk to me, man. Uh, you, hey, you listen. I, I'm gonna keep it 100, man. I'm just gonna cut you out because it's. It, I, I, I got to jump on this. I have literally, and I said this to you guys earlier, and, and I don't mean to disrespect our Philly fan base. They deserve better. I'm just gonna say that they deserve better. That I, I've seen high school teams that tackle better. I have never seen so many missed tackles in a game. Go back, go back, do yourself a, a favor, and go back and just watch. The uh, I believe it was I, I believe it's Josh Palmer, or, or I'm sorry yeah. I'm sorry I apologize Trey Palmer. Trey watch Palmer. that yeah watch that catch and run. He breaks like seven tackles. Like nobody wants to tackle on this team. That's the first thing. I don't know what's going on with this team. It's not a talent thing. I'm just gonna let you guys know that everybody wants to say hey, it's a talent thing. Th- there's something more internally broken than that. Like somebody called somebody's mama a name. Like, you know, Hertz looks like, you know, does not look like the same leader we saw early on. The other thing I would say is I don't know if he's hurt and they just ain't saying it. What happened to Jalen Hurts running the ball 10, 12 times a game? He ran the ball he's one hurt. time. He's hurt. He's definitely hurt. Yeah. He ran the ball one time, boys. That is a staple of this offense that this offense relies on. Yeah, they definitely missed A.J. Brown, but they're missing Jalen Hurts being able to run. And I'm going to tell you, listen, I'm not a big, like like we've talked about all, all show long, a big blame the rest for different things. But when you're a team and you're struggling, right, and it's 16-9 and you get a penalty and you're like, hey, you know what? Let's do the tush push. We all know we're good at it. It's unstoppable. We're going to pick it up. It, it, it just a little extra boost of confidence, and you don't get it because the defender basically rips your quarterback's head off with a face mask, and they don't call it. Man, I'm sorry. That's rough. Yeah. That is rough. It, it, it's not like rough in the sense of like the Detroit Cowboy game rough, like where it just directly costs you the game, mm-hmm. but – I mean, that is like the one thing that they do well, and they're kind of quote-unquote known for this year, and even that didn't work. 
I, I think that it was pretty much a wrap at that point. 16-9, they never recovered. The offense never looked the same. They they couldn't really move the ball. It, it was just it like like you guys have said, it was it was by far by far the worst performance of the week. And Dallas had forty eight hung on them. It was actually worse than that game. Like like you guys have alluded to, Tampa Bay just not as talented as Green Bay. Like it was that bad. It was really really bad. Philly wasn't even a warm up game. I will actually go as far. I'm going to be as disrespectful to say if they played Georgia right now on a neutral site, Georgia wins that game. If they play, you know, if they play uh, Texas, Alabama, even Washington, our national champions, Michigan, like they probably are losing to those teams with the way they tackle. And I hear what Ty is saying. I know they just made the playoffs last year, and it's probably never been done. I think Sirianni's lost the locker room, guys. I think what we learned is those coordinators and Steichen and uh, I can't remember the other cat's name, but I think what we learned, those those coordinators were so much more valuable to Philly's success than the head coaches. Like Pete Carroll, we now know Nick Siri is a rah-rah guy. And rah-rah doesn't work when you're dealing with grown men, mm-hmm. period. So yeah. I, I I would not be – fired i would not be shocked if laurie ends up deciding to go ahead and let him go especially when you consider guys like Vrabel are out there belichick are out there proving commodities that you know uh can you know can can pull you know can can coach um you know and, and if harbaugh decides to make the jump you know here's another guy and and they gotta really really do some 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 serious serious deep evaluations of themselves because Philly is broken. <laughs> it yeah. is broken, man. This is not the 10-1 team. This is not the team that, you know, hey, the other team gets up and then they come back. This team is a shell of their former self. They can't stop anybody. They can't tackle. They can't pick up first downs. Like, if you if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, the only time they scored is when they had a big play. If they yeah. didn't have a big play – they can't consistently move the ball anymore. They're literally mm-hmm. relying on a big play to put them in a position to score a touchdown or a field goal. Right, uh, this right. team, this team of all the playoff teams, Philly has the most work to do in the offseason, and I don't think it's close. And and look at it like this real quick, Brian and Aaron and Timeless. This was a team that was a, a, a pass interference or a holding call away from winning a Super Bowl. They went into the offseason. They added some pieces. They supposedly had one of the best drafts, right? They added uh-huh. some top-flight guys through the draft from Georgia, and you saw none of that this year. None of that. You didn't see anything like that. Mm-hmm. This team was supposed to be better than they were last year, and they looked worse. They regressed. Yeah. It's a problem. Sirianni is yeah. in a lot of trouble. In a lot of trouble. Hey, and real quick, just to expand on that, Aaron, keep in mind that this team added uh, a safety from Tennessee. They mm-hmm. added uh, they added Josh Sweat from Washington. So, mm-hmm. so not only are they this team is this team absolutely horrific. They gave away viable draft capital that they could be potentially using to, to fix the problem. So so they're going to have to make either trades or have to address this in free agency because they do not have 
the same amount of draft capital that that most teams do because they've already given up three picks to bring in these players that was supposed to help them on a championship run. Yeah, and you know what? It, I, I didn't want to sit here and, and, and think that. And by the way, Samuel's right. Bradbury is trash. Oh, yeah, Brad, yeah Bradbury, is, Bradbury is horrible. Um, I, 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 I mean, didn't want to I'm a Giant fan. Why do you think we cut him for nothing? We couldn't give him away for <laughs> I'm just saying, Debo Samuel's right. That boy is trash. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to sit here and think that Sirianni's job was was in jeopardy after uh, a, a season um, of misfortune and, and injury and just playing badly. But I, 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 as I sat back today and kind of read the tea leaves and kind of looked at, you know what? This brother's in some serious trouble. Yeah, dude, he lost um, the locker room. Some some serious <laughs> trouble. You get you got Dallas Goddard, you know, going up to yeah. the quarterback on the sidelines, saying a bunch of expletives and things of that nature. What? You know, this is coming on the heels uh, of Jason Kelsey announcing his retirement. So you got a whole new uh, offensive line, you know, quarterback, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, you got you brought in Matt Patricia to run your defense, like. And, and, and that in itself does not spell doom and gloom uh, to Colin Triana. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what in the world is going on there? You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and say A.J. Brown not being there didn't, didn't you know, hurt the Eagles' efforts. I'm not going to sit there and, you know, say that Jalen Hurts not being healthy didn't hurt. But let's keep it a buck. Like, this team, ever since they played your 49ers, has been a shell of what they proclaim to be. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know I'm a whole fan. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. You need more people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you go out and you draft mm-hmm. all the Georgia boys, and they're supposed to come together. Where, Like you alluded to, Vaughn, where in the world were they all the the, the, the latter part of the season? Um it it baffled me to watch this collapse happen and you know villain you 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 called it early on i i I will give you your flowers there you you called it early on um however at the end of the day man i i I did not expect this uh they they had serious they had less than 50 total rushing yards yeah in the entire game and that's including jalen hurts now in retrospect tampa bay had 50 rushing yards in the first quarter like, right. what has happened to this team? They have three guys in Lane Johnson and Kelsey uh, uh, and the left tackle. i drawn a blank, sorry. Mm-hmm. But that, that are literally going to be – that are going to be Hall of Famers. Right. They're going to be Hall of Famers. And they literally couldn't – they can't run the ball. Like, what has happened to this team? Right. It's right. insane, dude. Insane. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out uh, for them all – for their for them in the offseason. They got a lot of questions they need a lot of answers, and I think it all starts with kind of figuring out who's going to be the guy with the HC on his headset, uh, mm. you know, leading leading the group. Um, obviously, I think Patricia's gone. Uh, offensive coordinator's gone. Go uh, get Mike Tomlin. Leave my guy alone. <laughs> my man is coaching my Steelers next year. But with that being said, gentlemen, we are at the tail end. This was one great show. Uh, we went well over our expected time because there was so much to dive into. But before we get out of here, uh, breaking news, give us a plug and a close as we shut it down, sir. Listen, man, you guys already know sportscitychefs.com. Go there, take a look. Uh, the boys have done some uh, incredible content, have uh, info up, fantasy football stats, 
Uh, and there's a, a load of other information. Make sure you check TikTok uh, as well, as well as uh, YouTube. I actually downloaded TikTok just so I could start What's seeing your guy. Listen, now, 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 when we're laying in bed at night, we're both watching TikToks, not just my <laughs> wife. But uh, no, you know what? Uh, definitely check out the content. Uh, the, the editor, you, you know, for Sports City does a fantastic job with the clips, the shorts. Um, also, want to say there is some really, really good games this this week coming up, like you guys alluded to that. Uh, Houston Baltimore looks a whole lot more interesting than it maybe did a couple weeks ago. Green Bay versus San Francisco looks pretty darn interesting. There is a lot of really good games this this uh this this weekend. So enjoy the slate of games. I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about come next Tuesday. See you definitely, guys. definitely. Thank you so much, Breaking News, for popping on tonight, man. Uh Timeless, give us a plug and a close out shirt. We shut it down, my guy. Um I'm glad I had this type of night, man. I, I'm still like on cloud 27 because it's you know it's a cloud nine. I, I think it's times three. That'd be three decades of that, man. At least, man. At least. Um, but I'm keeping it in my mind, and, and they've been saying it, but I was saying it before they said it. It is not over. We still got a lot to do. I don't even want to think about even thinking about looking past Tampa Bay. Like we got Tampa Bay this week. That's the opponent. I, it's unfortunate that Philly lost. I wanted to be Philly because they beat us last year. It's like this to try to get the redemption role and prove that we could be up against the best. But now Tampa proved that they're here. We got to go up against them and go try to chase our goal, man. And that's to mm-hmm. be two or three Sundays away, whether it's two or being in the NFC or championship or three being in, in you know, my, my second home from home, man. I, I might be walking in Nevada if they pull that off. But I don't know. I don't want to count these chickens before they hatch again. If this is, you know, too much time in the making. Thank you to everybody that's been supporting us, showing us that love every single week as much as possible, man. Trying to get back on my feet slowly but surely, man. Do God's will, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Thank you so much, Thomas, for stopping by, man. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to share the space with you, sir. Uh, best of luck to your recovery, man. Looking forward to kicking it with you on another episode, man. I'm going to have to come out there to Connecticut, man. It's, it's going to be fun to get out that way. Yo, villain, talk to me, dude, man. Give me a plug and a close out. We shut it down, my guy. I feel no pain. Feel no pain for the for the Eagles and Cowboys fans. I feel nothing for them. I feel nothing. He said, "I feel no Not, pain." Yeah, right. No, no pain. No pain. No pain. Listen, um, listen. It was a great week of football. Uh, football is king. Um, for everybody that downloaded Peacock, make sure you cancel your subscription. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Uh, listen. Uh, get to the website sportscitychefs.com. Like, like you says. Uh, you know, I, I felt like cooking. Hopefully, we get more chefs out there cooking, writing some articles. Got some great content on there. Check out our socials. Um, like us on Facebook and Twitter, and, and, and um, like us on, on, on YouTube. Like the videos. You'll get more content, more shorts, and, and more everything from us. Uh, we got. Got a lot of things cooking. Shout out to all the chefs, Brian, uh, TP Timeless. You know, pray, prayers up for the homie. Uh, hopefully, he, he gets another good week I, 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 in Detroit. Uh, shout out to uh, Royce. I know he's in the background chilling, watching us. Uh, shout out to all the, the chefs, James. Uh, you know, breaking news, Mike, Mr. Harvey, everybody. Shout out to everybody on there that makes this thing possible. Alan in the background, who you never see, but is always tweeting for us. Shout out to him. Everybody makes this thing work. It's a machine. We we rolling, man. This is our year, 2024. 
Cry, Eagles, cry. <laughs> cry, Eagles, cry. No, okay, all right. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> all right, my guy. I appreciate you, man. Yo, man, I, I tell you what, man. I, I got the best sports family in the world, man. It's such a privilege and a pleasure to do this with you guys every week. Uh, before I get out of here, I will say this, man. Time is precious. Uh, make sure you tell the family and friends, you know, you love them when you got the opportunity. Uh, again, shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us, man. All the, all the chefs that's been doing stuff behind the scenes, like Barry alluded to. Uh, breaking news, man. Pleasure, man. Thomas, good to hear from you. Big voice, man. Prayers up to you uh, and your family doing your transition and everything, man. Can't wait to share the stage with you, sir. Big Mike, uh, Harvey, man, Mission, my guy, get back in the building. Uh, Greenwood, controversy, whether you are Eagles fan, a Dallas fan, we, I don't care, man. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, Dave, man, the, 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 the nemesis to my existence, man. Shout out to you, my guy. Uh, but whatever, you know, shout out to my friends and family um, who, who's been rocking with us, man, downloading the shows, man. There's so much love around Sports City right now. Um, and, 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 I, and I greatly appreciate it. But as TP said, man, tell a friend to tell a friend it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, man, now we know, man, we gone. Yeah.